of a new global audience that's going to learn that it all started here tonight. At least your life isn't as sad as ours. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee. All right, welcome to Anything Goes with Darren Frost. We are coming to you like we do every single week here from the XM Studios in Toronto. And now, with, uh, with no further ado, here is Darren Frost along with Kathleen McGee and me, the announcer Dave Martin. Here we go, Darren. <laughs> that was one of the best ones wow. ever. Wow, you only screwed up once. And How did I screw up it, once? You kind of mumbled I a little there. I stumbled a little there. bit there, yeah. But you also had a very carnival barker voice. <laughs> like, Can I do you want to go faster? Because the CNE ended this week. The CNE right. did end this week. And, right. we, and Kathleen and I went and we walked past the Polar Bear Express. And they're still playing that same fucking cassette tape from like, uh, like sure 1983. Are. And also, but can I, can I also say that both most of the times when you introduce a guest, you go, and now in the studio we have Kyle Radke. Yeah. You know, like it's the Antiques Roadshow. And oh, yes. look, this is from the Civil War. Yes, a is. Tiffany lamp. But Ooh. you notice I say every word correctly. Wait. Yeah, but you're still saying them like it's like a, the polka dot door. Of like, it is the polka dot door of comedy. It's the polka dot door of comedy. Dave right. said that we did go to the CNE. We did go to the CNE. And I thought it was going to be the exact same thing which as. Which is the Canadian National Exhibition, which Canadian is a big National- fair. It's a big fair. Which so is basically Cal- the Calgary Stampede. I'm not kidding you. And yeah. Edmonton's Clonic Days, which is now Capital X. Uh, but that's another controversy for Edmonton listeners. But anyway, um, I thought, oh, it's going to be the same. But there are two, there are, there are food differences, okay? There are some things I found different. Um, your mini donuts in Toronto are gross. Well, Compared would, to Edmonton mini uh, okay. donuts, oh, oh my okay. god, We're way better. Oh yeah, you Alberta girls, listen, you can have your donuts. Okay. I I know my donuts, and also okay. I had the best treat of my life. There was a waffle ice cream sandwich. Yeah, those that are was good. amazing. Okay, and also we All had right. the uh, we had the deep, deep fried, fried macaroni, but it wasn't very good. No, the okay. deep fried macaroni. So, but the, the, the better better out west has better mini donuts and. There's two things he Women. said. Women, no. <laughs> um, Mini donuts, that's it? Yeah, yeah, no. What just, you guys are doing to the environment and you get to reward yourself with fucking that's mini right. donuts? And in, and in Ooh, Edmonton, If we make listen. more oil sand money, we can make even better we'll donuts. Pack my bags. Wait I'm a second, though. West. Wait a second, though. Edmonton also has, hold your pants on, gold panning. Okay, my dad, when I was a little kid, my dad entered the gold gold panning. Like, you know, where you... Yeah, I know what it is. Well, why are you so fucking excited about it? Oh, because put your pants on, Darren. <laughs> Listen oh, to this. You. The technology because of your pants. A, this is an adorable story from my childhood. May I okay. tell it? Okay. Please. So no. my dad... Fuck off, Dave. So my dad... Ding, ding, ding. So my dad uh, was in this gold panning competition, and he won it. Like, he never gold panned it ever in his life. And he came home that night, and he told me that he won, and I ran in, and I was like, Mom, Dad won the Stanley Cup. I'm an adorable child. I wasn't adorable. Can time. I just can I just say something? <laughs> Darren's like, why do you even tell that story? Oh, fuck. <laughs> well, that's why that's why I said said no in the first place. But you know what? Only recently this week, I found out that Kathleen McGee is not actually adopted. He thought I was adopted because of my joke. It's because it's in her act, yeah, and she yeah. says that she's adopted. Yeah. And uh, I I was walking around for all this time thinking, oh man, I I, I won't do any uh, adopted 
kid jokes or anything like that. Right. I, I thought you were genuinely adopted. Yeah, be careful when you're around here in the in the adoption stage. You can't <laughs> act on it too much. Or I also crying. I also refer to myself, uh, say in my act that I've participated in Bukaki, and I don't want to disappoint you, but yeah. I have not participated in Bukaki. I was about to go there. Or Bukaki in Dubai. They call it Dubaki. The Bukaki thing, I just assumed that that was... and then Rub me in your dirty oil and Bukaki Dukaki me. I thought if you're if you're comfortable enough talking about Bukaki, then you'd be all right with me joking around about it. But maybe you might be a little sensitive about being adopted, mm-hmm. but yeah, you're no. not. But Kathleen's mom listens to this show, so she knows she's not adopted. Yeah, my mom pushed me out of her vagina. Well, that's I didn't so know how, that. You know, I didn't know this that. Is now, if we ever meet her, she's like a listener, and you're like making her whole life ambition out no, the window because she actually didn't have this child. Nobody she introduces had this beautiful child. Nobody introduces me to any beautiful child. Nobody introduces me to anybody, so don't worry about that. You're such a pussy weenie. I'm such a pussy weenie? Yeah. What? Okay. I don't know where I'm a hermaphrodite? Going. I'm a she-male? <laughs> You're so she-male when it comes to that shit. <laughs> That's the new name for a hermaphrodite. It's a pussy weenie. Pussy weenie. That's when kids are around. Do you want to? Oh, he's a pussy weenie. He's a pussy weenie. Oh, one of those, Dad. Okay. <laughs> but there's another comic that used to have, like, one of his jokes was about having five sisters. And only recently, in the last, like, two years, I found out that he doesn't even have five sisters. He has, like, uh, two brothers. When like a guy it? that I toured like with for like two years. How many comics do you take literally? Well, why shouldn't I take that literally? Why because shouldn't it's... why should I just assume that he would be making that up for comedy? But you said effect? it on stage or he was saying yeah. it in the car? No, he said it on he says on stage. Yeah, who cares then? Well, no, I don't care, but I just assume Obviously that... Obviously you do. You're consumed by it. No, I'm not consumed about it. I'm, just, I'm consumed about <laughs> Because people... he wanted to date one of his five sisters. Dave, and now... no, I'm, I'm, I'm consumed Were with the idea... Were you adopted and you haven't dealt with it yet? Is that what's going on here? I wouldn't be surprised if I was. <laughs> Oh, you pussy weenie! You That's really funny. You wouldn't be. You. I wouldn't be surprised if well, I you've was. Met, you've met my parents. They're nothing like me. Bob and Laura are lovely people. Yeah, wow. I've never met them, but I've only heard good things. So, from who? From Kathleen. Oh. Dave yeah, is always people. like, my parents don't like anything I do, and I met them, and they were the sweetest people ever. Yeah. yeah well, and, how long and they collect his mail for him. They balance his checkbooks. I think they might even pay off his credit card. I don't know. <laughs> like they do. That doesn't happen. I, they do everything for him, and it's adorable. Aww, and then he's like, nice. my parents don't support my comedy choices. I'm like, well, sometimes I don't support your comedy choices. <laughs> well, I don't support your comedy choices when you lie on stage. Whoa. About being adopted, about being adopted. adopted that's a lie. Like that. That's yeah. a bold but I never, lie. I wait. The joke is that my brother always said to me, Kathleen, did you know that you're adopted? And I say, yeah. Well, at least they wanted me. I don't say so. I'm adopted. But I'm. Well, but we but walk away from. You have we walk to away. You have to assume. But that's my brother did actually say that to me. I know, well, and then you did actually have that response, but from that joke, that one would walk away thinking yeah. that she is adopted. Why is it that like crazy that? You, it's kind of like if I said I'm blowing a shemale, that means I'm into shemales. <laughs> why, and why would I not? A, pussy weenies. <laughs> I'm blowing his pussy weenie. Where's daddy tonight? He's off with that pussy, pussy weenie. weenie. <laughs> that he met in the back of Now magazine. Eat your he, corn. It, did you meet college. him on Craigslist, right? You met him on Craigslist. Yeah, that's a big story. What's that about? Craigslist has now dropped all their sex ads because they... They can be seen in uh, court or for some. What's the whole story there? Well, the, no, they, but because they don't want it to be just a, a prostitution site, or uh, people were disguising their. Uh, so now no just, one goes to Craigslist. <laughs> but it, it's because of living off the avails of prostitution. What people are saying is Craigslist is almost like a pimp because right. they're making the connection between you know prostitute and, and user and making money from it. So it's a form of pimpery. <laughs> is that an actual <laughs> yeah, word, pimpery? Yeah. Listen, fucking Sweeney. Is, is, isn't that a, a bowl pimpery. of? Isn't that a, a bowl that you leave on the back of your toilet to make the room smell nice? 
some new pimpery? That's what I put in my vagina new to make pimpery. it smell better. You just stuff it with pimpery? I yeah. spray it with pimpery. Yeah. But, but there <laughs> are three week alley snacks, put some pimpery in there. But there are people that are still finding uh like basically like sex ads that are disguised in other ways on Craigslist. Sure. Like you can buy a couch with full release. And then uh, you can buy a new color TV but and where Greek is okay. But wait a second. I I must be one of the only people that used Craigslist for non-sex reasons. I'm, no, I found, people, I'm sure other people I found too. my roommate on Craigslist. I sold a couch on Fra- Fregslist. Fregslist. Craigslist. What, what is up with you today? I can't talk. Sweeny weeny Fregslist. <laughs> But, oh. but you found your roommate, and it did mention that it was a uh, you're looking for a roommate uncut, yeah. and an uh, uncut. <laughs> uncut roommate willing to perform oral yeah. acts, outgoing calls only. <laughs> now I gotta go talk to my roommate. Be like, so uh, yeah, I, uh, we haven't really done anything yet. I I don't know what the thing you were supposed to be paying to stay here and to fuck me. So and you, and you were supposed to be a pitcher, not just a catcher. Dave, you're gross. You ruin everything. I don't, what? I don't think I ruined that. Cocky. Look, that was a great little rant thing you that we had going. Still is. And then Dave's like, fun there. Uh, <laughs> well, if you want to bum me out even more, Robert Schimmel died this week uh, from a car accident. Was in hospital the last couple of days of his life, and then he passed away. A and tremendous uh, comic and a amazing great, comic and a great fighter as well because he battled this. Tic- was it testicular cancer? Hodgkin's. Or? Hodgkin's. Right. Yeah. And uh, wrote a book, uh, supposedly, I haven't, I haven't seen it, but everyone says, says it's very good. Cancer on $5 a day, not, uh, chemo not included. Supposed to be very funny. Uh, we have, like, tons of clips on uh, on the XM station with Robert on it. And I and the one thing that bothers me is that, um, you know, he was very, very funny. And when it comes to dirty comedy, people always name check, like, three or four names. But for some reason, they never would name check him. And I don't know what that I didn't, is. In, in all honesty, and I'm I'm sort of disappointed in myself, I didn't really know about Robert mm-hmm. Schimmel or know of him. And I consider myself a fan of dark and dirty comedy. I know. So, you know, I would I should have known about him. But it's, uh, yeah, it's crappy. Well, hopefully, you know, with this, uh, you know, YouTube world, people will now go and check him out and check out his clips and... I worked with him once in the 90s when he came to uh, Yucks in Toronto, but that was during my funny pant, uh, really <laughs> lame era of my career. And uh, funny little story, after the show, he was in the green room, and I went up to him, and I just said to him I was a really big fan, and, and that I appreciated working with him, and I, I stuck my hand out, and he wouldn't shake it. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't fucking, he just kind of looked down and like shook his head like, it ain't going to happen. I'm like, oh, okay, good luck. And I just kind of walked off in my funny pants. And- <laughs> It's kind of um, strange, though. I find that it, sometimes comedy is like art. You know, like how when an artist dies, their painting is worth more. Well, yeah, yeah. You look at someone like Mitch Hedberg, who didn't have. He was just sort of peaking when he was alive, but when he died, suddenly everybody knew who Mitch Hedberg was, and everybody was a fan of Mitch Hedberg. And the, and a lot of people are like, I really want to see Mitch Hedberg live one day because they think he's still alive. They don't right. understand. No, but when Mitch was around, people knew what a great comic he was. And yeah. maybe but not, it, was, maybe it not wasn't enough as people. big no, as course, he well, is now. Of course he wasn't as big as he is now. That's but what I'm, I'm saying. That right, I know. But also, but like when he was around, it's not like a lot of... He was still considered of, pretty big. It's yeah. not like a lot of artists, like a lot of like sort of like visual painters and stuff like that actually have to die for them to become noticed. Like, but yeah. people who knew Mitch when he was around knew what a big and what a great comic was and what a great influence he was, and you can see that uh, you know Mitch Hedberg influence in a lot of other comics mm-hmm. as well. So I mean, yeah, and 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 he was a was a fantastic comic. And I mean, Robert Schimmel had like about three or four records, I think albums. Oh no, he, more than that. Like he has like six, six, six CDs. Six, six CDs. I think four of them were on Warner Brother Records, which and, I don't know anyone else in that era. 
of time had uh, actual major label releases. And um, and also, yeah, he had, he had numerous uh, HBO uh, appearances, and he had lots of great appearances on the Stern Show. Yep. And uh, and he and he was a really he was a dirty comic, and he really stuck to his guns, and he he, he couldn't. You know, I always admired the fact that he wasn't going to try to be anything else than you know the funny guy that he was. Yep. So do yourself a favor. Uh, we're going to go to break. So go to YouTube, check out Robert Schimmel. There's a, a, at least an hour of clips on there. Uh, I know I was I watched at least 30 minutes of it. A lot of great stuff. And when we come back, our guest today, uh, one of uh, Canada's most controversial comics and a big fan of uh, of ours. Uh, I said that wrong. I'm a fan of his. He's <laughs> a fan of mine. Listen, Jason uh, Rouse can't get enough of the three of us. Can't get enough of us. We're fans of his. Uh, Jason Rouse is going to be here. So come back after the break and we'll talk with him. Rest in peace, Bob Schimmel. Wipe off your face, we're back. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee. Get ready to try and shower the filth off. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee. Okay, we are back from the break and in the studio joining us, uh, Jason Rouse on his big tour, uh, 10 countries of his international terrorist tour. Is that correct, Jason? Uh, 15 countries. 15. 15, and it's, I changed it from terrorist to terrorism. Oh, terrorism, okay. Just to get through customs. <laughs> yeah. Is it that hard to get through customs? You know what the hardest country for me is to get into? is Canada. Really? Every time they, uh, I, I don't know, maybe it's cross between the way I look and the multiple country stamps in my passport. Right. Not the multiple piercings? No, 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 no. The <laughs> fact that I show up at the uh, security check naked and going, I bet you you can't find metal. Do you do you have a tough time going through the metal detector? Like, do you have metal everywhere? No, I take everything off and uh, I go in and I, I look like Dave's lawyer when I come through the thing. I'm just like, oh, lovely day today, gentlemen. So, un- unemployed? Yeah. Uh, what the... Uh, what was the one of the uh, the one of the first uh, questions that Darren had for you was the um, uh, where are we? Well, we have tons to, tons to go over. One thing I wanted to ask is that the difference between this tour and the last tour is which countries? Which countries have you added? I noticed that you got a few more dates in America this time. Yeah, more uh, uh, Denmark, uh, India, India, India. I'm going to Delhi for a week to do gigs, wow. um, and. I think that's about it as far as new countries. The other ones I'm just kind of expanding more and more on um, more extended trips and stuff like that. But I just did uh, the uh, Copenhagen Opera House in Denmark. I saw some photos from that. Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, it was crazy. It was it was the most insane thing. I, that's why I love doing comedy in Europe, is you don't have the the restrictions and limitations that you deal with with networks and, and TV people here. Like I've. I go out of my way to run my routine through them, and they look at me like I'm being an ass for asking for criticism and, and censorship like that. They're like, no, you can. This is Denmark. You can say whatever you want. Right. Yeah. And uh, now, are you generally playing to locals? Or are you playing to expats? Like, how does it normally start in a country for you? Um, well, countries like Hong Kong and, and Dubai and, and things like that are mostly expats. But the majority of the like Sweden and Finland, Norway, Denmark, uh, like Scandinavian countries, their English is excellent. And right. A, a lot of them, especially in the closer to the city center, um, don't even have an accent. It's it's their English. They pick up their dialect from film and TV. And they learn it all from day one. It's all part of their academics. So, 
it's uh, it's kind of weird talking to somebody who has the same accent with you right. and then flip to Swedish. <laughs> nay, nay. Would you be willing to learn your act in Swedish? That's what I'm doing right now. You I'm are? St- I'm studying. Uh, here, I'll play some of it. I would, like, I would love to hear a Jason Rouse act in Swedish. That would be the best. I'm trying. I, I picked up a few words. Okay. But uh, I downloaded this software, and it's quite funny because I played it on stage in, in Sweden, and they're like, they, they go, they don't, that doesn't sound like us. It sounds like somebody Swedish who's been in some sort of motorcycle accident. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like Stephen Hawking yeah, Stephen as Hawking. a Swedish person. Yeah, it's quite uh where is it? Oh, here we go. Like stuff like this. It's just totally. Tell us what it means before you play it. Well, no, they have it in English. Oh. It's, it's, a, it's, a, ooh, it's really. Four. 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 At school. Oh. I skolan. I skolan. I skolan. Do they have a woman saying it anyhow? Where are we? Where are we? Are these all things that you say when you first wake up in the morning? <laughs> Where's school? Where are we? <laughs> Why are the children crying? These kids aren't mine. They are skolan. We are having class. Oh, oh. yes. What's the safe word? That's what Jason says to most women. Yeah. We are having class. Uh, get your waiter's outfit because here comes the shit. <laughs> <laughs> mm. That's amazing. Are you? Do, can you say something in Swedish to us? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what does that mean? That the, means uh, shut up, you cunt. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice, you do have class. There's that class coming out. This shower's brown. Oh man, I I was great. I was I was doing this gig in London at this uh, rock club, and it wasn't going very well at all. It was a little slightly disorganized, and um, people were drinking there. And they see the bands, not really paying attention to me. I had a couple fans in the front, and then I found I was talking about being in Scandinavia and Swedish, and these girls are fucking yelling at me, and they're like, "Yeah." We're from Sweden. You can go fuck yourself. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, oh, chef and fita, and they lost it. Their <laughs> <laughs> heads so, come up. So what you concluded is that women throughout the world, when they hear the word cunt, a Shut lot up, of women freak right. out. Well, they respond. <laughs> they respond. That's what you want. That's what you want. Mm. Do you think, like, like do Swedish audiences like look at you differently when you try to like sort of accommodate them as far as your act goes, or do they do they appreciate it more when totally. you are when you are kind of giving them the respect and, and then almost looking at them going like, no, I believe that you'll pick up on what I'm saying and I don't need to. So do they do they want you to tailor their? They're tailor always your surprised. Act? They're surprised because technically, like, I'm the first, uh, like, the first North American comedian to perform in uh, like Finland and Sweden so anything I do is kind of new to them somebody that's a foreigner obviously and then making an effort and saying using some of their words as uh, more icing on the cake they really respond to it I think a combination of they know the word and I say it so poorly right so it's extra hilarious it's like somebody from the Newfoundland doing uh, French right it's always it's (laughs) gonna be hysterical how would how would a newfie say hello in French. I don't know. Maybe we... Uh, I can't do a Newfie accent. Where are my I pants? Can't do... <laughs> Where's the class? Where's the class? Mm. Hello, you can't... Now, I find it interesting that um, we're going to get more into the whole metal aspect of, of, of what you do, but 
The one thing I find interesting is uh, Canada has a ceiling in terms of show business. We all have seen it, know where it is. I called it 2001. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I find it interesting that your your act or your popularity is growing in countries where metal is still very prevalent mm. and not dying in those other countries, but you're not dedicating as much time in the countries metal isn't as popular. Yeah, the, I tend to gravitate. My, my best success has been in, in countries that have a, a strong music scene in general. Mm -hmm. I find that uh, that's way better than doing any kind of just for laughs or uh, fringe festival stuff. I, 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 it's more of an easier bridge for me to cross than right. uh, and reaching the people that I, I, I want to perform in front of. Well, I don't, you, you know, we, we've, we've talked before that how it mostly a lot of the times in North America and sort of like the death of, of metal in sort of the late 80s because um, I guess metal music was seen more as it was more image-based rather than music-based in mm. North America and over in, in Europe where you know, you sort of feel a little bit more at home uh, that uh, metal was always seen just as much as, a, a, as a music that, as much as image. And that's why you were saying that, like, that's sort of where you feel more at home because it's, uh, it's uh, people see past, you know, people see past you as, as like, the, how you look mm. and also just take you in as your comedy as well. They, they just dig live entertainment over there. They don't watch as much television. Like, right. Canadians and Americans watch so much TV and, and they, they use that as a standard for different mediums in, in art. Well, if it's on TV, it must be good music. Well, that's even it in, must in, be good comedy, you know? Right, even in, in in Britain that, like, people have, like, just successful careers not even going near television at all. Yeah. And you're just... Oh, and, the, whole, and, and, the whole culture of Britain is going out. In in Canada and North America, it's much more of a cocooning thing. In. Right. in Britain, their houses are much smaller. They go to the pub every night or two or three times yeah. a week. So it's already in, instilled in their kind of culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Theater and comedy and all that stuff. You put, you performed in a lot of different venues. We did a really fun show once, and I mm. I loved it. That was probably one of my favorite shows ever, the Swingers Club in Vegas. Yeah, that was uh, it was great. It was a really fun, fun show. Um, we had to drink at the gay bar next door because yeah. they, they didn't have any booze. You can, I'm slipping in a cum shot trying to get to a gay bar <laughs> to get a shot of Jägermeister. <laughs> And uh, I'm feeling weird because of it. Hey, can can what, you tell everybody what happened, though, at the Swingers Club? What you did? Do you remember? Yeah. I was in the room. I didn't know it was you that said it. I it was the, shit the best story. Kathy's pussy. <laughs> <laughs> just just I think to get rid of the smell. I think that's called. And he called me Kathy while he did it. Because no one calls me Kathy. Isn't that called that's space like calling docking? me a cunt. Calling me Kathy is like calling me. Oh, that come was, on. That was your down, stage Kathy. name. I hate the Kathy. name Kathy. Calm down, Kathy. I'm not Kathy. Kathy is a calm fat down, secretary. No, uh, I'm a fat comedian. All right. There was a series of different rooms with different. Uh, Kind of restrictions. Some were couples. Some yeah. were like bondage rooms and stuff. And it I was, was like in a, the couples room. Yeah. Well, you know, you're visiting family by yeah. the look on your face. <laughs> Not a place for sandals, by the way. There was there was shoelaces crisscrossing that floor. Yeah, left, it was right disgusting. Center. Some was guy like, was jerking off next to all me. All right, all right. You came up to him. No, I was You're standing like, hey. there watching through the through. And the... little did you know it was Dave in a mask. I know Dave in a black in blackface because yeah. he is a black man. <laughs> <laughs> I was in blackface with a top hat and a cane. And yeah, doing my Al Jolson. Yeah, she knew you were a fake when she saw your cock. Uh -huh. I know. <laughs> well, you I... have to paint your cock black too if you want to really. All right, all right. This... Okay, some of my family drug. might be listening to this. <laughs> For sure, let's hope. That wasn't paint. My mom listens every week. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> this is a she bruise. really does. Her mom, Kathy the cunt's mom. My mom actually does listen every week. Aww. Now, one of the things... Uh, Jason, no, I wait. I wanted to tell a story. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. It's Kathy's show. So I kill this guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, there was a couple's room, and... Uh, yeah, there was like about 30 people all fucking in this room, and uh, I... Um, 
from the darkness, I yell out, I go, Dad? 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 And everyone stopped fucking looking around. I was like, who the fuck yeah. brought their kid here? People were like, who brings their kid? People were going hardcore, and then all of a sudden they hear yeah. they're like, People from Finland, they're much more open to this. And <laughs> no, this was Las Vegas. I know, I know. That was that was the joke, Kathy. Oh, I don't get Jesus. it. Oh, Jesus. Were we recording? Yes. How come Darren's in the goddamn fish tank? <laughs> and I got, I'm over here with the free range retards. Because he tends to jerk off. And That's, right. You know. That's right. That's mm. right. And mine's not black, so I can't play that game. You're saying that like uh, that when you're in places like uh, Denmark, that people look at you sort of r- ridiculously when you have to actually explain your act to them. Is that just because they feel that like the, they can't believe that you come from a place where you have to justify what you're doing? Oh and- yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think they they kind of got a good sense of North America and um, of of you know their television and, and stuff in the U.S. and Canada. How <clears throat> they get you know they get old reruns of different shows and they can kind of see the standards of what's acceptable and not um like swearing and and stuff. you can say so much everything yeah. you can say everything but here in canada you're seen as controversial just like i am but in europe you're not seen as controversial no as no, much no not as much at all um yeah because you have had controversy in terms of you know, doing shows and then not airing. Like for me, I had the gal and Just for Last, it didn't air. And yeah, for yeah. you, you had uh, Parts of Mondo Taboo. And of course, the Down and Dirty with Jim Norton didn't air. Yeah, that was insane. Why that, didn't it air? Uh, I don't know. Uh, they had some, there was a quite a, a huge uh, scenario following my uh, performance, which was um, uh, the, the, the father and son. Uh, the son was the director or something like that anyway they they got in a heated argument about it but they had already approved um all your bits all my bits seen it and um it was nothing i hadn't done on any other television shows in europe or whatever but it was i think there might have been some back a politics because i did very well on that show and uh i don't know it was whether or not it was a conflict of interest of business me take because i was had no representation or I was just this kind of hired gun who brought in. Right. I annihilated the room. They saw your YouTube clip and they booked you from that. Totally. That right? That's what happened. And then right. they uh, they panicked and freaked out. Because well, you did well. No, it wasn't uh, a one particular bit. I that's... think uh, I think the disabled girl and right. Uh, that's uh, what I think it is. Yeah. Two things that could have been is my uh, the the what I did on that show because I totally changed the room, which I I like doing is changing it so the the following acts tend to fall into this. They're in my road now. Right. You know what I mean? They're like, how do I deal? Like, I'm doing a traditional style of stand-up comedy, and this guy annihilates the room in, in a, in a uh, kind of a different form. So, right. I don't know. Have you seen Jim Norton since? Yeah, yeah. I've and seen everything, him. Everything's fine, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, there's no problem. Yeah, well, yeah. It was just a business disappointment. You right. know, I was more uh, disappointed than angry. I yeah. was like, What? Does does he treat it like a hey, just shit happens sometimes? Or? Yeah, more or less. You know, he's just like. So, I mean, his name's on it, but he's not. You know, he's not the one making that final decision. I'm sure. And that's fine. I, I yeah. To be honest, uh, it was going to be my my kind of uh, business card and new because I was just getting ready to move to the U.S. I was like, this is perfect timing. Right. I got my green card. I'm moving the states. I'm going to have this HBO thing drop, and it's going to be a nice kind of a grease for me to kind of go in because I. I I do all, everything myself. Yep. So there, I have no yep. agent, no... I have a lawyer in Los Angeles that I, I seldom use, but uh, it's all me. Uh, and uh, I was hoping that would have been something. But so 
Yeah, like, then, like that's what happened with Jim Jeffries, right? He did the calling card at Just for Laughs, and it led to an HBO special, and now sure. on to bigger and better things. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a good way in to a, a market that doesn't know you because HBO is so big right now. Yeah, yeah. But then I ended up doing Russell's yeah, on the show yeah. uh, later. Um, that was all right. Uh, no, I, I was uh, just kind of because we, we both of us were like I got banned completely from that uh, Mondo Taboo show, that yak yak sort of uh, Titanic of a pay per view. Which was just so did. everyone understands what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, yeah well, yeah, Mondo Taboo was a show that they did in like ninety eight. Was it ninety eight? Ninety seven. Ninety seven, right? And so I did my glue guy character on it, and then you did stand up on it. And I remember people were really excited, both because you it was going to be the first time that the world would get to see you and glue and, guy yeah. and glue guy. And then, but then so that so I got completely from it. Cut. I got censored completely from it, and uh, it's insane. People's the morality. Uh, uh, it, it boggles my. And mind. then there was the part at the end where you had the the, the match that went into your piss hole. Yeah, and then the thing with pliers. Right, and then that got completely cut too. I was Why? I was going through a really bad breakup at the time, and she used to work construction, and I wanted to get back at her. But I just remember so that you put a match in your urethra. All yeah. right, it, there was more to that. There was a song. <laughs> yeah. okay. and there was moves. It was a show, Kathy. <laughs> Kathy, it was a show. Did you have? Ta- did did your cues. penis tap dance? That's what I want to know. No, but oh. my uh, my balls dropped that night. <laughs> I actually, my voice changed during that. They, they, like, oh. oh. they had they had like <laughs> they had Dick Clark doing the uh, the countdown as your balls dropped. <laughs> the, no, but I was just curious. Like, when does it stop becoming like a badge of honor to be banned and to be censored from things? Because I know that like when. When I lost when I wasn't on that show. It was it was early enough in, in sort of my career to be like, yeah, hey, cool, fuck, I got banned from it right on. But I with the HBO Jim Norton thing, did, wasn't there a part of you that was sort of like, fuck, I really wanted that to air. I wanted people to see that. Yeah, I, I, my my career has been a series of like roll with the punches kind yeah. of thing. Because if I've gotten uh, um, caught up in in the uh, the uh, uh, disappointment and stuff, it just consumes you. Right. So I do it, and and then when the check goes in the bank, and then I forget about it. Right. It's just when it when people are sneaky about things and they don't be straight with you, and they say, right. "Well, I didn't find out until I looked in the listings," and I right. call them, I'm like, "What's going on?" And they go, yep. "Oh yeah," I'm like, "The day of," I'm like, "Oh fuck, okay." So I've been building some press and some uh, momentum towards sure. an opportunity. And they didn't tell you. And they didn't tell me, so I looked like a cunt, even though I I know, and the video was it's available online and stuff. Uh, it's just, oh, they made me run in an avenue rather than they could have been a man about it and say, hey, shit happens. Yeah, sorry. You know, tell me whatever story you want. It's not going to happen. And that's cool. So, but I don't, I don't want to, uh, I want everyone to enjoy, uh, uh, what I do, but at the same time, it's really funny to see people lose their shit. It is funny, like it's happened to. I'm sure all of us. We've had mm. somebody lose it on somebody on one of us for saying something. Sure. But it, it's it's annoying though that like people are like, well, shouldn't you be proud that you've been banned? I'm like, not really. Well, I think would... I would rather ban some vanilla, boring ass comic that goes up and doesn't do well and be like, okay, you're well, banned. banned. Nobody ever but... complains about that comedy. Nobody. No. No, but I mean, but like, I mean, at, at, early on, it's sort of, it's like sort of cool to be a badass and to be like, but then at a certain point, you're sort of, you want people to see, you know, the, the work that you do. Yeah. And you got bills. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. we've got a phone call. And you want it to be, you don't want it to lead to something as well. Are we on air now? I don't yeah. know. Oh yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's good. We're taking yeah. a caller. We've started. 
The uh, no, um, but like the, the at least the, the clip is online and people can see it if they want to. Mm. And even when I watch it, I'm sort of like it's it's the disabled girl bit is the only thing that I can when I watch that and I think mm. that's probably what it was because we always just think that it was that might have been someone in the booth or there's someone had a relative that might have had. Now, sure. how, do you ever get uh, you know backed into a corner where someone wants to say to you, "How do you defend that joke?" Like, do you, are you ever like that? Like after uh, shows. We're talking like my, one of our segments on the show is called Defending Your Act, and every comic's had to defend their act to an audience member or a TV person. So it doesn't have to be about the down and dirty. It can be just in general. Like, does someone come up to you after a show and go, you know, the hold your arms, I'll go first line, I was offended at that? Sure. Or, uh, anything that has in, in the context of uh, rape or uh, disabilities and things like that, I just say I made it... Th- Thing to uh, promise to myself until somebody is in uh, a disabled person has come up to right. me and said I, I don't appreciate that but it, I, so many times I'll have people the management there's a guy in a wheelchair in the front row oh yeah you know, what do you tell this. me for yeah like, well, like why why so what do we do we put a put them in a cage in the corner until the yeah. show's over and then I'll do the joke and I always if he's visual and everyone's son I'll point to him and say listen this is none of my business, what your situation is and why you're in this state, but did you find any of this offensive? And every single time they say yeah. no. Can you tell these people well, behind like those, you, give me the stink eye to go fuck themselves? It's like those two fans that of, of mine yeah. and yours that always come to Mississauga, sit in the front. They got wasted, remember? They get hammered, mm. right? And yeah. they love being made fun of. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, 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 I had that guy singing one night. Yeah, was that, was, that was hilarious. <laughs> you know, they, they know what they're doing. Come they're on, Joey, give it to row. me. <laughs> But you know what I find? It's always the people that aren't directly affected by whatever they're offended by. Liberal guilt. I've had, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only, I had one woman freak out on me because she had a miscarriage the day before. And I'm like, okay, you had a miscarriage the day before and you're at a comedy show tonight? Oh, you know how I many times I actually these these people got really upset with me in London, Ontario, where comedy goes to die, and they wrote me an email two days later and said, "I'm sorry, our baby died the day before. We just wanted to get out and have some fun, and we made a wrong decision." Yeah, who fucking goes to a comedy club yeah. the day after your baby dies? Yeah, but I think a lot of people sort of have this this pride in uh, themselves. I would. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got to celebrate. I know I was gonna say, but it was a, one last a celebration. To feed. Woo! No, but I mean, I think some people have this sort of you know that that have this certain. Pride and going like, look, I'm going to stand up for people that can't stand do. up for themselves. That's but I mean, I think when you see those people that are in the wheelchairs at like the Mississauga they can't Club, you were stand talking up for about themselves. But they, but they're sort <laughs> of like, oh, Darren. Well, they can't, right? I That's what they're to, saying. Th- but they were saying, but like. But the fact is that they were in the front row and you were just treating them like real people. Totally. You weren't sort right. of like, oh my God, these Coddling people are in wheelchairs. I made I them got, a star. I got to tiptoe around the rack. Yeah, you yeah. brought them into the show and yeah, they probably yeah. had the most fun totally. that night. But it also, I think it, it's good to do that too because if you're in a crowd, if you notice that people will look and see if they're laughing and then they'll yeah, be like, yeah, okay, yeah. I can it's laugh weird. about this. It's really strange. It is I don't weird. know. I, I'm lucky I've, I've uh, I know various uh, types and shapes and size people religion race and all that stuff so I, and uh, doing comedy you kind of get exposed to extremes from you know super mm-hmm. conservative to alternative stuff and uh, I, it just makes me wary of uh, people like that who freak out and they, that they're voters and they contribute to society but they have they're so blinded 
at the same time. Especially, I think, when, they, when the comedy club has gone out of their way to let them know what the kind of show it's going to be. And they uh, also mornings decided, on the phone and... you know, and also still decide to come and then get upset that there's something they're yeah. upset by. But there's a lot of people out there that look to try to find something that oh, they yeah. can be offended about because they, sure. they, they think that, oh, look, I'm, I'm doing society a favor, babe, by standing up for these people that, uh, you know, they can't same, do it for themselves. Same asshole that goes up to the manager at a restaurant and says the waitress we had was rude, even though she was just doing her job and she's having a bad day. You sure. know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, she was very rude and blah, 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 didn't do this. And how rude then, were you to her? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Just, some people are just, that's part of their identity and uh, is to, to be a whinging cunt. <laughs> I know. I hate whinging cunts. Ugh. So one, one of the other things I want to ask you about is uh, you have created a very strong image and character in terms of what you're presenting in your comedy. Mm. Uh, and do you find that may hinder you sometimes? It's the old adage, you know, can Doug Stanhope do a joke about socks? And so therefore, do you think maybe casting people, because we've both had certain problems in, in that, those avenues of television or getting on TV, kind of pigeonhole you as that and can't see anything but that? Sure, but usually when people, uh, the opportunities are far and few. Right. But when they do, they come specifically for me. Right. Um, and early about half of my career was kind of me with one foot in the water and one foot out as far as trying to find some uh, balance of what I wanted to do and what people expected of me. Now I just, I do what I want to do. Right. And uh, I accept all the highs and lows that come with that. Um, it's, it's, I can sleep better doing it. I could probably be more wealthier and uh, successful, but the people who do enjoy what I do and pay me, uh, I appreciate it more. Now, is there a certain uh, place in Canada that you like performing in? Is there one versus the other? <sighs> oh, geez. In Canada? Vancouver's always been good to me because right. I, I lived there and I, I started there in in, uh, in Vancouver. So that's always been good. Because um, I, I almost say the opposite. A lot of people accuse Vancouver being like yeah, a, yeah. like super ultra liberal of like, you know, someone's you know, totally. trying, trying to be more liberal than the next guy. And then like yep. then they, they really... Like yeah. uh, I, really tight, really tight asked about I'm banned their comedy, Vancouver. but but you find the opposite. I had the police come to my hotel room after a show. Do you want to tell that story? <laughs> yeah, it was quite funny. I thought because uh, in the Vancouver club they have warnings that they put oh, yeah. all over the club. There's a disclaimer on the phone, so people know more or most. And the people that come to see me, I've known a lot of them for years, so I turn up the volume more. They, right. they, they want they want to see me at my worst. And uh, so the people that are unsuspecting beside them are cowering and melting beside them. So I did the joke, and I uh, I was doing the show, and a girl was heckling, and it wasn't because I wasn't doing well. It's just she found it offended. She should have left. She walked past numerous signs stating that nudity and violence and all this other stuff, and uh, yet I, she violence. continued. Yeah, there's violence. Sweet. <laughs> so I uh, Kathy likes I, it. I uh, I said something to her and she called the police and the police had uh, were at the front desk called my room oh said oh this is Joe uh, reception um, the police are here and they'd like to speak to you I'm like yeah yeah whatever faggot like, <laughs> right and then he calls back again and he goes no no this is seriously the police are here you should you need to come down I'm like oh, fuck I better grab my jacket because this sounds for real I go yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. And I, I never laughed so hard, man. A, 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 a uniformed police officer pulls me aside and said, what happened? And I said, listen, there's warnings all over, blah, blah, blah. There was a girl here that complained about you had said something to her. And 
And he leans in to me and he looks me in the eye and goes, did you say that you were going to fuck her with a knife to her throat? I said, yes, but it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I go, listen, I have videotape of the entire show if yep. you need to review it. I haven't done anything wrong. You can come and look over here and see all the signs because I know he's, he more or less is just wasting my time and his time mm-hmm. because of some tart who yep. uh, doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. It doesn't realize that it's a performance. It is a show, and you are you are kind of playing a character to a certain degree. Exactly. Don't take yourself too seriously. You don't go to Kevin show. Spacey and go. You know what? Those people you murdered in Seven. I know. Like <laughs> it's the same I thing. Did. Like, yeah, I don't go see Pulp Fiction looking around for junkies' no. reactions to that one scene. Yeah. You know, you accept it and you move on. But totally. You know yeah. what? There's a question I wanted to ask you. Um, I want to know what the first joke that Jason Rouse ever wrote was. Do you can you do you know it? Uh, one of them. One of my. Uh, Family favorites uh, was about wearing spandex pants with a rip in them and my bag hanging out and people mistaking it for gum on my pants. <laughs> Hubba Balba. <laughs> yes, I remember that. I always love hearing yeah. what a comic's first joke was. You'll never hear mine. Why, Darren? No, no. I was I was around for earlier. Oh, yeah. Maybe Darren Jason can tell us what, what Darren's. Yeah. Yeah, let's, get, let's move on from that. <laughs> what, what, when, when did you grow out of the condom through the nose? Uh, I think that lasted for maybe a few years. You pulled a condom through your nose? Yeah, I used to put a condom in my nose. That was like late out. '90s. You got rid of that, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. that was that was on that right. was on the Mondo Taboo show. That was that. And uh, is there anything that you've done that you weren't proud of that you kind of were like, oh, I shouldn't have done that ever? Uh, Elvira Kurt. I really feel bad. <laughs> <about it. laughs> when, I, when we fucked, was, we both knew we made a mistake. <laughs> And you both had knives to your throat. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, I'm a dyke. I know you are. This is so crazy. <laughs> this is so image destroying. Yeah, this oh, is going to take forever. We both fucking hate our parents. <laughs> <laughs> the kids are never going to look up to me again. What's Manola's going to do now? <laughs> I think it's, but, but you would say overall that, you know, that like as far as, you know, uh, getting censored and getting banned, it's not something that you're you're proud about anymore. You really want your stuff to be seen at, at this point in your career. Sure, so, sure. Yeah. And I think because of a lot of the context I use, it, it keeps it in the, in the mainstream a little bit. Yeah, but uh, it's also I'm still in the in the kind of underground thing too. Now, when you when you are when you do go over to Europe, do you find it uh, because a lot of your act is about like pushing boundaries and pushing the envelope and uh, you know and sort of not I mean you know what you don't try to shock people, but just what you do probably just happens to be shocking to some people. Do you find it it's harder to do that over in Europe because they are sort of a lot more open minded and you know you can walk through the red light district yeah, and see you they know, don't have a need for it like they don't they're they're their comics aren't like um, uh, compelled to. It's not a rebellious thing to do because they don't have those those limitations. Yeah. Right. So a lot of it's very uh, traditional comedy and stuff like that, and and very uh, uh, well structured and ideas and things like that. Opposed to like showing them a dead cat. Yeah. Which in essence is what I do a lot of the time. I'm swinging it over my head, going, "Ah, isn't this fucking weird?" Sounds <laughs> 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 like if, Kathy. If, wait, wait, wait. If, though, uh, if it was dead, why is it meowing? I make the noise. He's making the noise. I'm like, come when, on. when the Once tail again. comes off, it's gonna come back to life. I don't get a lot of stuff. Okay, you know, I don't Kathy. get. It takes me a while. He's trying to paint a picture. Come yes. on. Oh. <laughs> One, uh, one thing I wanted to ask you about is um, you're obviously moving towards America now. You've you've done the Europe thing and other markets, and I know that you're working with Ari Shafir on this Monsters of Comedy show. Yeah, right? we're, we're, it's my first U.S. tour. Out, out of, off the back of uh, Chris Neff from uh, the Nasty Show, who mm-hmm. I met uh, just for laughs, he was just complaining, complaining. And he's a good friend of mine, and he was just fucking. 
L.A. and blah, 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 no the clubs and the censors. I go, because this is L.A. Everybody here is funneling towards yeah, a, 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 a mainstream world. project. You know what I mean? So quit your complaining. And uh, so I started a gang. <laughs> mm-hmm. I picked uh, three comedians that I really dug and put together a concept for it. And we, we brainstormed some ideas. And we got Ari Shafir and Sam Tripoli, Chris Neff, and myself. Mm-hmm. We've got a van. We're doing it full on, like, Black Flag, get in the van yep. kind of tour. And we're, we got a panel van with a bed in the back and oh, four seats. Wicked. And we got a, a kid I just hired from Hamilton. He's going to film the whole trip. So from uh, October 2nd to Halloween, we uh, go from uh, Hollywood to Vancouver. Okay. We finished Halloween weekend in Vancouver. And the, all those dates are posted on JasonRouse.com? Yeah, there'll be some more dates added. Okay. Uh, but most of them are posted San Francisco and Arizona. And, and are most of the dates comedy clubs or, or is it a mix of No, no. I think or? there's only one comedy club. That was part of the reason uh, that we did this is not to do comedy clubs. Right. Rather do a shitty bar with a third of the audience with people who are there to see it. Right. Opposed to working within the uh, the structure of uh, uh, comedy clubs because they're, they're lame. Do you think, is the comedy club scene dying in the states? I'm not not dying. I mean, I think there will always be a, a need and a presence for it because I mean, you know people will want to like take I, their date somewhere. But I mean, for those people who really love comedy, it's almost like these more alternative venues seem to be bubbling up more. Totally, I, I think that stand up should have a variety of platforms. I think what happened was comedy became something, and then they built a, a business. People have come in and, and and put it into a bubble and stuff, but. Uh, you know, with like Stan Hope, what he does and mm-hmm. stuff, and in various uh, David Cross, David and Cross, Pat Oswald, and all those guys are bringing it back into a uh, kind of you know smoky jazz club kind of atmosphere mm-hmm. where uh, you don't have the uh, okay. And next week we've got so and so and the drink specials. It doesn't have that kind of Chuck E. Cheese atmosphere. It's a dirty bar and and uh, with dirty people, now, adults. You have yeah. a new you have a new website. You just redid your website about, yeah. what, about a month ago, I think. Yeah, yeah. I put a new website up. It's still under construction. We're gonna do the launch uh in October. Okay. Um and it's getting all redone. Okay, so but your dates are on there. So if people yeah, wanna yeah. come and, and My, check you out. Everything up uh, Finland and uh And Sweden. any more West Coast dates, like in terms of Canada outside uh, of that Vancouver. One day? Vancouver. I think uh, we're negotiating right now for the Monsters of Comedy to do uh laugh lines in Vancouver. Okay. Um, but that's about it. I, I've just every time I come back to Canada, I um, I do it less. Yeah, well, you have to. There's only so much you can do in this country, unfortunately. No. It's really shitty too, because all the I'm in England and I'm sitting there with ten comedians from Canada that are fucking destroyers, yep. international yep. stars. Oh yeah, and um, they're you know in the below the poverty line in uh, in Canada. Yeah. Oh, I mean, look at guys like, you know, Craig, we've lost great comics. Craig Campbell, uh-huh. you know, yourself, uh, Tom Stade, you know, Sean Collins, the list goes on and on. Glenn Wool, pretty Ross much. Stuart Francis. Stuart Francis, yeah. yeah. Ron Vaudry. Yeah. I mean, some of those guys became headliners here, but someone like Glenn Wool just said enough and just moved to England almost right away. He started, you know, actually, I remember I was in Vancouver and he was just, when I just started comedy, I think I hadn't done my first show yet, but uh, he's was just moving to England then in 1996. 90, yeah, because I did Edinburgh with him in 98 on Craig's show. It was Craig, Glenn, uh, me, and Stuart. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. Great, yeah. And there's like that festival, and Edinburgh Festival is the most superior comedy festival in the world. It's insane. It's 
it's anger and hate and joy all at the same time. It's such a horrendous. So you you're going over the UK soon? Uh, yeah. Do you, do you want to warn me about that gig in Leeds that you set me up with? I got a you email it? back from the I got, I got an email back from the guy and I told him that yeah. Is I'm he going to have you headline it? Yeah. Good. What, is, what does that exactly mean? Is it's that, great. He's okay. gonna. I think he give you maybe about 150 pounds. Yeah, that's what he said. And uh, and it's a fucking great gig. Okay. Cool. And it's perfect. I think you're uh, gonna have a blast. All right. It's in a it's in a basement of a on a, um, a club, uh, right near the train station, and it's you're gonna have a great time. I'm looking forward to it. And 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 go in there is like the Dave Martin one hour show. Like do do your uh, do a long set. How much? Well, how much time are they expecting? Well, usually it's like twenty minutes is kind of the standard. But because of this room, they'll sit with you yeah. through a two and a half hour show. And you can you can actually pull well, I out think, the I rest think of Kathy rolled her eyes when yeah. she thought of two and a half yeah. hours of Dave Martin. Oh I just my shit God. myself. Jesus, yeah, she can barely handle painful. this hour. <laughs> <laughs> one thing one thing you you brought up is, is the fact that you know you you know you, you sort of said that you know that you're you don't have an agent. You know you have a, a lawyer in Los Angeles that you deal with occasionally and management. So I mean you you believe very big in self promotion. Now why yeah. why is that? Is it just because that you don't feel that anyone else could take and represent you the way that you would want to be represented or like yeah, I, I've just had uh, different agents, high-profile high, high <laughs> people in the industry and so-called representing me, but because of, uh, it, I, I'm down, I'm on a different track, Yeah, and they're not familiar with it, and there becomes problems with communication and saying, no, I know I want to go do this rock festival in Norway, and uh, uh, it's not going to pay that much money. But uh, it's it's a it's a long term investment because next year when I come back I'll have a fan base and then I can sell some merch at the, the third show and people are going to come back and see me that don't have never seen yeah, live it's old school rock and roll that's how old school rock and roll built a fan base yeah 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 from the from the ground up right so it's tons of work I deal with so much just. Did you find Spam like a, and yeah? Did you find a, like a lot of management just wants the immediacy of just like no, you do this now and we'll get this right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 just people, I find in a lot of uh, situations, I find myself being an exotic bird in mm. a cage on their shelf. Right. Yeah. And uh, yep. he's interesting. We have we have him. We got him. Yep. Yep. But uh, and then they don't do anything. So I just fired everybody and uh, do everything myself, which is quite cons- time consuming. I wish I was relatively wealthy enough to have some sort of temporary assistant or something like that just to just to organize some flights and pick up some of the uh the uh, flat the, the flack and the side stuff yeah yeah because my it's... my writing does uh the creative does uh, uh get affected by it because there's so much time involved and in, while well, i'm booking uh you know 16 countries and i'm it's all myself Organizing timelines and costs and uh, yeah, it's a lot of work. A lot of work. Okay, but, well we gotta we gotta wrap it up. But uh, the thing is, if you want to find out any dates on Jason's tour, go to jasonrogues dot com. Mm. Uh, and please, if you haven't seen him, uh, don't even go to YouTube and watch a clip. Just go see him yeah, live. live. Live is where it's at for Jason. Uh, been a good mm. friend for many years and a big supporter. And I've always said, until you've seen Jason Rose, you haven't seen stand-up comedy. So please, uh, if you're going to go check him out, do it now, because who knows when the next time I'll be back mm. on the West Coast. So, Jason, thanks for coming by. We appreciate it. And Thank next you. time, come by, and we can push some more dates. Perfect. I'm here September 11th, so come and check that out at the Comedy Bar. Okay, September 11th. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> this is very fitting. September the 11th, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's my terrorism tour. <laughs> <laughs> cool. 
Sometimes joy is a four-letter word. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee. Smoother than a stripper's area. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee. Okay, we're back from the break. That was uh, quite a little fun interview there with Jason Rose. I'm uh, here with Dave Martin and my good friend Kathy. It's not hey, Kathy. Kathy. <laughs> Isn't that nice, Kathy? I hate that name, really. I do. I just see. I I don't understand. Like you're generalizing, so you're saying all Kathys are fat secretaries. I don't understand. No, no, no. no. It's, it's the no. comic strip. Yeah, like Kathy, the comic Kathy. Oh, the comic strip. The comic strip, yeah. Kathy, yeah. The comic strip. See, I didn't no get it. No woman That's wants why. to be called Kathy because she's just this, like, oh, I'm, I'm fat and my life sucks. My name's Kathy. Well, I know a lot of Kathys that aren't like that, and they probably don't make that connection. Well, they probably don't because their name is Kathy, and they have to live with it. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Kathleen, well, I and got, I don't have to live with me. I got a buddy, Kathy. Marmaduke. He's fine with it. What the fuck's wrong with Marmaduke. that? He's got a long face. He's like, like a fucking... I did like, have an Uncle Garfield, and I always thought that was funny. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm going to my Uncle Garfield's house. They're like, what? And I'm like yeah, Garfield. This cock smells like pussy. What's up with that? <laughs> well, who was who? When when you say I'm going to my uncle Garfield's house, who are you? Who was going? What? Was it rest of your family? <laughs> that uncle that we don't know about Garfield? Not the uncle that touches you. No, you can't go to Uncle Garfield's house. He touches you. No, um, it wasn't even really my uncle. It was like a uh, oh, mom. a good friend of the family. Yeah, a good friend uncle. of the family. I always love one of those people. uncles. I yeah. I have a lot of those. Like like yeah. your uncle, whatever. Your uncle Ted. You call him uncle for ten years, then they have a fight, and you never see Uncle Ted again, and you're like. You're 25. What happened to Uncle Ted? My uncle had a gay. F- I mean, my uncle had a gay friend. Did he? <laughs> my mom had a gay friend. Oh, what was his even name? better. Okay. What was his name? Uncle. I think I called him Uncle oh, Rick. Uncle Gayness. And maybe, he was or? so gay. And I always would be like, Mom, why does Uncle Rick talk different from everyone else? Wouldn't it be awful if you just naturally were born with that with that voice? <laughs> but you're a heterosexual dude, like <laughs> very heterosexual. Yeah. I can't wait to fuck that pussy over there, over there. Look at those why, tits. Why is, no, they don't sing like that, Dave. They sure they do. No, All they the time. don't. No, they don't. That's called a stereotype, <laughs> And you don't Because they're true. Stereotypes come from truths. Yes, they do. To a certain degree, yes. But, but I mean, it drive. is a... I... <laughs> yeah, right? I, mean, I don't know. What the fuck did you just what do you there? Just, what are you picking up off the ground that you had to take, you, a, take a break from the mic minutes? from? Like, Jesus I got to pick up my earrings. I, I got to get stolen. there's a cookie fucking down there. Sometimes I Maybe you are a Kathy. There was a cookie down there. Cookie yeah, down if there. there was a cookie, I would be picking it up. Trust like me. I like cookies. Kathleen just like put her head underneath the fucking the table here. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Sometimes I forget we're actually yeah, recording a show that's going to be on national we're radio across, we're across North America. Well, look, a cookie. Um, we'll just take a break for a second. But, a nice little, I think it's a spearmint gum down there. But I tried to I, I tried to feed a dog a potato chip at Darren's party, and then the dog didn't want to eat it. So then I just looked around yeah. and then I ate it myself. He picked it up <laughs> off the ground and ate it. <laughs> this because man is the, disgusting. After, after yeah. the pug didn't want to eat the chip, and then yeah. I didn't realize that there were other people watching me For feed sure. the dog over my shoulder. Oh and my then, god, that then, was so. Then and then, okay, wait, what else? Me. What else happened? We walked into the radio booth today. There's a bottle of water, half drink, drank water sitting here, and, and Dave says, Should I just drink that? <laughs> Why would you pick up a hat? Dave is the kind of guy who gets a day on a movie. He steals food from it, puts I know. it in the fridge for like a week. It can be like egg salad. Leave it out out in the fucking sun for half a day and still eat it and go. I don't feel too good. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm hoping to learn eventually learn a lesson. <laughs> He's but very frugal. I like to give things second chances, like strip clubs and cocaine and egg salad that I left on the dashboard. 
<laughs> Second chances. He left, he left an a egg sandwich chance. in his car in the summer for a couple hours. Think it's still okay, Darren? No, it's egg and mayonnaise. <laughs> There's no no good can no. come of this. No. I thought that I thought just excessive diarrhea was one of the uh, just side effects of uh, that egg salad that you just have to live with because egg yeah. salad tastes so good. Well, in Dave's defense, he can only come when he's shitting diarrhea out his ass. <laughs> oh, pardon me. <laughs> is that a cookie down there? I you know what happened is Jason Rose was here, so that's why this show is getting like okay. this. You told me that you wouldn't watch those videos. You those, were, those are private. You're the one that said get ready for the brown shower. <laughs> those are, Jesus. Those are for my subscribers. I don't need to know Dave comes from both ends. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't need to know that. <laughs> to come from my bum feels like burning. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, well, that's another uh, episode of are, Anything are Goes. Are we serious? Is that what are we doing, doing this weekend? Anybody doing anything fun? Uh, well, we are in Kitchener, Ontario this weekend at the Yuck Yucks. Without Dave? Without Dave. Oh, my God! It's going to be I so know. much fun. Dreams do come true. They do, one at a time. What about you, Dave? Where are you? Uh, I think I'm just I'm I'm just uh, around. He's just I, hanging I, out, yeah. Yeah, eating egg salad. I, actually, I, might, yeah. I might try to go Watching to the... Watching iCarly. The, yeah. <laughs> I might go to the uh, the Jason Rouse show at the Comedy Bar. I okay. think I have another uh, another gig somewhere else that night, but I'm going to eventually end up there. And have you talked to your super fan lately? Or? Uh, yes. Yeah. But oh, I don't, we'll I don't have to talk save about for that, that next yeah, week. We'll then. save that for next week. I did, go to the, you know what? I did go to the Labor Day Parade this week, and I'm kind of marching that with my fellow actor members. Nice. But I think that parade is ridiculous because, you know, there's like, hey, let's applaud for all the people that caused the garbage strike. Yeah, <laughs> people are walking by. Look, and these are the people that went on strike for when you so your kids couldn't go to school, and these are the people that uh, went on strike because so you couldn't use any public pools, and these are the people that get that paid thirty six dollars an hour to throw trash into the back of a truck. Yay! Let's applaud them. Dave wasn't applauding. No, I wasn't. Well, and then let's applaud the actors who make our life better. But, is uh, it a rent over? Yeah, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> so are we done here? Anyways, uh, I, I really have to put would... on my fake voice for the end of the show because that way Dave can mock me. I would like somebody to send us a viewer email. <laughs> something. <laughs> or just a listener. Out there. Just a listener. We just want to make sure that we I want, have I want a someone viewer. listening. I want a viewer. I'm <laughs> sitting some... there just staring at the radio. <laughs> I want a viewer email. What the fuck is wrong with you today? Like, jeez. Listen. Um, a viewer email. I was... I've been staring at the magic Listen. box and I find that girl real funny. If I had a little potato chip, I'd throw it on the ground for her. <laughs> I had to work at 530 this morning, all right? I know. I know. All right? My, my brain is dead. Okay, that is the end of the show. Uh, thank you for tuning in. If you have any questions or concerns, there's two ways you can get a hold of us. Always through email at laughattack at xmradio.ca or by telephone at one eight seven seven xm laugh And you can always find Dave Martin at... At pussyweenie.com. Oh, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, you're not at pussyweenie.com. You're looking at pussyweenie.com. Let me tell you, you're never at pussyweenie. Yeah. <laughs> it's either in you or not yeah. in you, okay? Oh. You're in pussy weenie. <laughs> that's right. I, I, I don't know. That's a big urethra that's jumping into the pussy weenie. The, uh, or at DaveMartinWorld.com, and we're all on Facebook. And uh, please uh, join up the uh, the Facebook, Facebook Anything uh, Goes uh, site on Facebook. And uh, I will be posting some uh, audio from previous uh, episodes that we've done with uh, Arthur Simeon, Nathan McIntosh, Stephen Kersner. Okay. And, yeah, um, and let us know you're listening. Yeah, please. And there's uh, always new photos going up, and uh, just uh, message us. And Kathleen, how can they find you? I'm on Facebook. Yeah, just look up Kathy there. Just look up, just look up Pussy Weenie McGee. <laughs> Pussy Weenie McGee. Just and, look uh, up Kathy. Yeah, Kathy. And you can Kathy always McGee. see me at ComedyHorror.com. My new DVD, Dead Inside, comes out October 1st. Whoa. So I am taking pre-orders now with a little free gift if you order now. Is it a Pussy Weenie? It's a Pussy Weenie. <laughs> <laughs>
With every order. With every order. Order now. Order now.